What's up, you guys? It's another episode of Talking Greasy. As always, my name is Kim. Hey, it's your boy, Darnell. And we have a special guest today. Well, he's kind of special. Actually, he's not special at all. What's your name? I'm a little, I'm a little special. Special K. I'm just playing as Ramsey. <laughs> okay. So, lots of things have been happening. The first thing I want to talk about is uh, clowns. When did clowns become like a part of actual life like people who just walk around as clowns well actually it, it started kind of getting a little bit more popular again yeah if you watch american horror story the clown oh, yeah, smiling mm-hmm. and then they're actually coming out with the movie it, it. in 2017 so people kind of was kind of jumping in on Wait, that bandwagon yes yeah, new like, it coming out. on that bandwagon there's a new it coming out yeah. yep a remaster you know what i was thinking about this could yeah. this be like a guerrilla marketing thing? All these like clowns popping up around the country. I mean, yes, but here's the the thing: uh, some of these clowns are kidnapping kids and raping mm. women. Ooh, so I don't think so. What clown you? No, I'm serious. What, what no, you? I think those have been rumors that that happened. Yeah, I think because, that's a boost. Yeah, because like when you read like actual news articles, there have never I have never seen one that said there was any like physical contact. It was just. It was just like clowns chasing people right. or clowns popping up, clowns tying balloons to cars or whatever. Yeah, it's just them doing retarded yeah. stuff. Well, I mean, I feel like uh, it's kind of real because, like I just said uh, not too long ago, I go to Skyline and they had a clown sighting right there. They had one at, uh, what, what is it, Spruce, and they had one at Samuel. So. Well, it's definitely real. There were there were balloons tied and to cars by Clowns. And those places are definitely in Pleasant Grove where folk ain't got nothing to do sometimes. <laughs> but I kind of feel like this is all for one purpose. Like there's a like a coalition of clowns or some shit and they're Matter doing f- it for I, some reason. I think reason. it's kind of bad based. I mean, yeah, you could say you could connect the dots like Halloween's in a few more days. It's about to come out. But at the same time, I mean, people always been scared of clowns. So it's yeah. just catching on to the tr- it's just catching on to a trend. One person did it. And it's not really new. Like I've heard of clown sightings. I've heard of clown sightings back in like 2015. Like really? somebody, yeah, like somebody will like go on a porch with a surveillance camera dressed in a clown costume, and they'll break a pumpkin or something. What the fuck? And as a homeowner, of course, you're a little freaked out. But <laughs> it wasn't feel. a regular thing back then. Now it's like okay, I'm about clown costume to go and jump in the mm. gang and. You know, it's gonna get re- it gets real mainstream real quick because people think that's cool and it's not me being seen. So you know, but it's all happening at the exact same time though. Is is what I'm. Well, that's how fast work. Well, I mean, I mean, everybody jumps. The on. only the only thing that pissed me off about this is they started a hashtag called uh, "Clown Lives Matter." I was <laughs> so I was, wow. And then the police <laughs> issued out this statement: uh-huh. "Hey, if you see a clown sighting." Uh, don't shoot or harm anybody. Yeah. You wouldn't want to shoot anybody innocent. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> Isn't it? I should play like <laughs> a fucking bank robber. And, you know, maybe I might get away. Hopefully, I don't, I don't get shot. I don't think so. Well, people playing as clowns. I mean, I mean, I hope the police. They're don't not robbing out. banks, though. I mean, everybody's scared. The <laughs> they're gonna be that scared of you as a clown that they're not gonna shoot you till you turn to Swiss cheese. I'm just saying the cops on their side. They could be on my side too. I don't think so. But okay, the reason why I still, (laughs) the reason why I still think this is a marketing thing is because back in 2014, I want to say, do y'all remember the video that went viral about that the lady uh, pushing the the baby carrier and there was like a devil baby in it? Yeah, like the baby popped up. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that was but that was but that was on like a prankster's YouTube. No, no, no. That was that was like a guerrilla marketing scheme yeah, for this made, movie. They made that called Devils Do. Yeah, I remember that. So like, I kind of feel like maybe in a, a few weeks we'll realize why all these clowns are like popping up. I'm still sticking to the fat thing because I don't think. I mean, I can go buy a clown costume and join the game, and I'm I don't I'm, even care about it. I just want to. I know what you mean, but I might. I might have to give uh, Kim's idea a little bit of leeway because mm-hmm. it's clown sightings in Europe, Australia, so it's really starting to get around. So everybody know about it. Yeah, for, I guess so. But like I was saying, I mean, my well, thing is well. I don't want nobody 
to have on a clown costume and like you said, you know, be like, oh, I can get away with these few little petty crimes I was going to do anyway. <laughs> but I just throw on a clown costume, then nobody will know. Right. They were like, shit, it's a costume. Well, what about Ronald McDonald? Nobody jumped on a clown scene when he started making millions. I mean, he, because he, he, he wanted the originators. He had a, a permed afro. Nobody <laughs> wants to jump on the bandwagon when your a hair's A red permed up. afro. He had like that the that's a nice sock the Al Al Sharpton, <laughs> minus the little ducktail part. Man, the, the only the only clown yeah, I miss is a uh, homie <laughs> the clown from In Living Color. Uh, all these other clowns can miss me with that because I uh, I never been a clown person. I'm afraid of them, but once you actually look at them a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, you can see where the fear comes. That from. shit is scary. I, I mean, in yeah. no way to me. I mean, I never if really you been just scared look, of them. If you just walking down the aisle looking for some goddamn rice, and all of a sudden a, a clown pop up from aisle two, what? What? I think the idea where people get scared of clowns is that nobody really stops to think it's a person covered up in makeup in a retarded costume nobody actually stops to think that they really get scared of the idea of a clown trying to do something to you but it's because of what clowns are supposed to be clowns are supposed to make you happy make you laugh you know i just know about laughing i don't know about happy see him at the circus be hurting them poor animals (laughs) make me sad well i mean they're supposed to make you make you laugh supposed to be entertainment so you're not supposed to be a clown when you walk into your goddamn car Right, right. Yeah, definitely. Stop clowning. Or around. on your porch or Oh God. In the woods. Like boy. Definitely the woods. Like when you in the woods, that's how you know like you have nothing else to do. You're intentionally trying to scare somebody. Yeah. But that gave me the green light, like, okay, go ahead. Yeah, they chased me. some kids into the woods in like Into or Oregon? from the woods. Into. Why they go to the woods? <laughs> first thing first. If you, if let's just say legitimately a clown was gonna hurt me, I'm not running into the woods. That's too much uh, area. It, I've run back to my neighborhood somewhere because uh, I live in Pleasant Grove, but I live on the edge, so there is like some wood area. Oh yeah, plenty of woods nah. in Pleasant Grove. Well, that means you could never be in a horror movie because that's what happens every every movie. That's another reason why I wouldn't do it because that's how I've seen so many horror movies. <laughs> okay. The the city a mile away or the woods? Woods. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? I'm going to be naive as hell. Okay, this car with, with a full tank of gas or the woods? Woods. The woods. <laughs> I'm like, come on, bro. <laughs> always I, do that. I'm like, come on. I don't get it. I don't get it. Nostalgia. My mind are in the times when this love is so divine, but now it's feeling like without you. Feeling like how the fuck did we get into a place we ain't accustomed to loving inside of? I know I'm out of my mind more often than not. You know, I'm used to giving this all that I got. Yeah, it's not a waste when I smile on your face. You tell me you out of place, you part of my spot. Okay, baby, this a piece of cake. We could lay up on the beach, you could feed me grapes. It's my favorite song, spin it till the needle breaks. We can quit the whole game, do the real estate things, how you beat the case. Put in work, turn that pussy to the office. Be on top of your game, this here I got us. And I ain't here to break a promise. I'm just trying to keep it honest, and honestly. Tell the truth, tell the truth, tell the truth. Na, 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 na. Show me you, show me you, show me Another thing I don't get <laughs> is why Mary J. Blige thought she had the aptitude to interview Hillary Clinton. Listen, you know what it reminded me of? What? Have y'all seen? Okay, the show All That. Yeah. There was a sketch that Kel used to do where he was pretending to be like Oprah. He was like, "Hi, baby, I'm Popra." And he used, have, <laughs> he used to have this wig and he would dance. And um, the types of things he would say and the way he would talk is the way I felt like Mary J. Blige doing in the interview. It was terrible. Man, listen, I ain't shooting slugs at Mary, but I know she been kind of doing the interviewing thing here and there. But, I mean, that's a big interview to do. Like, literally, if Hillary said, I want to be on this show, 
I would decline because I'm just not ready. <laughs> no, I would because we, we're me and you are not ready for exactly. that type of guest. True, but but she just was like, no, nah, I got this, and I was like. Eh, I'm surprised nobody like checked her before the interview. Like, Mary, you sure you can do this? <laughs> <laughs> Man, just fine. She was like, I, be- nope. <laughs> I, I, I barely, I, be- I barely let Mary get away with that uh Burger King commercial she did a couple of years. Now oh she gives God. me this. I ain't gonna front. I don't eat chicken, but for two million, I think about doing a commercial. Nah. I you don't eat what? I don't eat chicken. What chicken do to you? Nothing. It's just, it's just not I your, just don't not your eat. Forte. It. Nah, huh? Not your forte. Not my thing. Not my thing at all. Hey man, look, I ain't even mad at you, bro. <laughs> I say I don't eat things either, but you know, <laughs> they disappear from the plate. Oh, God. <laughs> nah. Man. Uh, I, I'm still. Oh, I'm still shitty at Mary, cause listen, at at first she started strong. Good morning, Miss Hillary. How are you? Yes. Good, good luck on your campaign. Then she just went all the way left yeah, afterwards. Yeah, I saw like a 50, 40-second clip of her singing to Hillary, and Hillary just looking at her like. the way She looked <laughs> like she had just eaten 50 tamales, and she had to go right then. Like, it was not going to wait. Man, Hillary looked like she had, like she was on trial for all the crimes she committed. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. But yeah, she she was like, let's delete that. She was like, uh, Mary, uh, Miss, uh, Hillary, I, I got a song that nobody has ever heard. You'll be the first. <laughs> I I should have known right then it was gonna be some bull. <laughs> and you're the first one to hear it. Let me sing. Unarmed black man will not survive. <laughs> I have tears all in my eye, Hillary. That was so beautiful. Let, let, let me grab my hot sauce real quick. <laughs> Put some hot sauce on that verse. Oh, hot sauce in my bag swag. Man, I swear. Like, even though Hillary nine times out of ten knows what to say, that one time, but she just had, she had that deer in the headlights look right before she you run them like, over. She really what did. the she fuck had a crazy am look I supposed to do? What do black people normally do in this situation? She she had that face. Do they sway? What's a black person? Do they, do they, do they, do they snap? Bill? Do they, do they clap? Is it the one or the three? Is it the two or the four? Hillary had that look on her face like she called the police on you already, and you still trying to convince <laughs> her not to call the police, right. but she's already did it. Just waiting. <laughs> oh Five more minutes. <laughs> like, Just going to act like I didn't do anything. Maybe she'll notice. Hey, as long as the check clear, I give I give Mary J her uh, her cool. It was point. just so hard to watch because you know she felt like this was like her big moment. She had on her power bob. She was like, I'm gonna kill this shit. <laughs> Wrong. She was like, <laughs> she was like, Hillary, I saw you the last time at the Democratic convention. I couldn't believe you picked me to sing, and I was like. Can't believe she put you in. Why? For real. I mean, what? hey, but you know what? Mary can sing, but I don't. I don't. I don't know if she'd be my first pick. There's Beyonce. There's. I, there's so many other choices. That was strategic. Well, I'm not a good person when it comes to judging uh, stars by how they sing, but when I see their performances, yeah. I can laugh at Mary J. Blige more than I can anybody oh else's. Oh my god! Because Mary J. Blige, she be crunk on stage, man. But she does the exact same thing she has been doing since 1992. With them same boots. L- love song. It definitely got them boots. <laughs> love song. Party song. I've been hurt song. She going to make don't, that dance. Don't, fit don't, she going to do that. BPM it is. She going to do that dance. The only thing that changes is the tempo. No more. <laughs> ah, ah. Like, damn it, Mary. I'm just mad Mary J. Blige had to take an L and we had to watch with her. Oh. That's so it's so hard to because I feel like every big move she makes is always something that's so cringeworthy. Like I really want her to get into something that really fits her, but it feels like everything she does is like. Ugh. I know what you mean. It's like when she's about to win, technically it's still a loss. Like <laughs> <laughs> for real, <laughs> it's like okay to throw the flag up. Like yeah, it's like okay, Mary, uh, we're gonna give you three million dollars uh, for uh, to perform this song we wrote for you. Okay, uh, what is it about chicken? <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, sh- how much you say? 
for real. Oh, uh, we got this interview for you with Hillary. You ever interviewed before? No, perfect. <laughs> Some new, some fresh please. I think I, bro. I wonder what she was thinking after she saw this at home. What if she thought she killed the interview? I and no, and did. nobody, none of her friends was like cool enough to say, "Hey, Mary, you took an L on this one." I mean, at the same time, we giving her shit. At the, who would really kill her interview with Hillary is somebody who be t- telling Hillary like all the bullshit to her face that we dealing with. Like, look, motherfucker. Uh, no, nah, uh, a podcast called Another yes. Round had a great interview with her. That. The uh-huh. Breakfast Club had a great interview with her. I think CNN did they, one. She went to the Breakfast Club. Yeah. She decided to walk shy? in that studio and sit in that studio. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I know Hillary trying to get the black vote, but damn, I, I'm not exactly. shocked because Hillary, uh, Charlemagne called her out. It was like Hillary, you're pandering to us. She's like, is it working? <laughs> like, so I mean, I'm yeah, not outlandish. It's not outlandish for Hillary. No, that's cool. I mean, she better have a sense of sarcasm and a thick skin trying to be president. I guess. I don't Ask expect her to go in there crying. Of course. I mean, Donald Trump, even more thicker skin, alligator skin. You're right. So before we get to the main topic, I think uh, I want to start doing something a little bit different at the beginning of each month where I kind of talk about the different albums I've been listening to. And two that I want to highlight today are um, Sun's Tirade by Isaiah Rashad and The Divine Feminine by... Um, Mac Miller. Both of those are incredible albums. Uh, the Sun's Tirade kind of feels like old Big Crit if you're a Big Crit fan. And The Divine Feminine is not really anything I've heard before. It's like it it ra- reminds me a little bit of Good Kid, Mad City in that it follows a story from like childhood to uh, your older years, like when you're an elderly person. But it's about womanhood, but from a man's perspective. It's dope. It's it's really interesting. So if you want to listen to two new hip-hop albums, those will be the two to listen to. about Luke Cage if you haven't watched it you should at least watch a watch one episode and see what you think about it um I watched it I liked the first episode that I saw I think I'm gonna continue huh the black superhero yeah yeah Yeah. so I'm on Netflix the little preview like what's this yeah let me scroll past um but there has been lots of controversy because Luke Cage has a predominantly black cast and the people who are not black are Hispanic I think there are a few white people. Those are the police. <laughs> so, <laughs> Funny huh, enough. What's new? <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. So I thought maybe we should talk about uh, whether it's necessary all the time to have a show that has an all-black cast or that has uh, a re- where we remake a show that was already made into having an all-black cast. Mm-hmm. Well, first thing first, let's put it out there. Why Why do we have to even have this conversation about a quote-unquote uh, all-black cast? Luke Cage was a story about a black man right. who has bulletproof skin, and 
this uh story was so good it broke the internet it wasn't because it was a black show it wasn't because it was an all white show it was because the quality and the content was there mm-hmm. and then if if we can get a whole bunch of black people and come out with phenomenal shows like we did in the 80s like we did in the 90s like how we took over the 99 in the 2000 yeah. <laughs> 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 i mean let's keep why why are people so against it like if it's good it's good because Luke Cage, he didn't cuss the, well, one of the, I'm not going to spoil it too much, but one of the places where they, the, where they held the drug money was uh, a place called uh, Crispus Addis, was the first yeah. uh, a black man to die to start the whole American Revolution. Mm-hmm. So it had a lot of uh, points and even stuff in the background to really make you feel immersed in the show. And if we can get a bunch of black people to come out with content, like this regardless of race i'm down for it i feel like we're so used to shows like friends and dorma and greg where everybody's white and if you do see a black person he's delivering something or he, <laughs> or, or uh he's uh somewhere in the background being irrelevant but the minute you see a black person with a real story real goals real decent integrity it's like wait a minute Cause, I mean, do you see do you see us black people being like, oh, it's all white show. We can't watch this. Nobody no. brings this up that's, except that's for definitely something that's just starting to happen. Huh? That's definitely something that I feel like is just starting to gain traction. Like, oh, why don't they make a black this or a black yeah. that? And I'm just like, but but you no. know what? But <laughs> you. I just feel if you if you really concerned about the content you watch and being a content. Mm-hmm. Become a That's become true. a become a motherfucking actor. You you black. You complain. All right, go and make a change. Because at the same time, like okay, for example, I love James Bond. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, definitely. Swag, class. He could drive. He could shoot. Fuck bitches. Not a dress. James Bond. Smart as hell. And you know, as I grew older, I was like, hold up, James Bond is literally just a story. It doesn't necessarily describe his um his ethnicity mm-hmm. yeah. so james bond could really be any color mm-hmm. so or any race so you know when it came to idris elba making uh yeah gonna be like a james be james, james bond, bond. One time, I, could see it. I could see it i could see it too you know it doesn't have to be the black james bond mm-hmm. it could just be a james bond like yeah. i'm not looking at your skin i'm looking at you like you said for the content yeah. for the quality of it yeah i don't necessarily care what co- color you are because i know who you are mm-hmm. like i can't really choose who the actor is going to be in the next movie coming out in a few more years i don't have that power i'm right. going to have to deal with it it's going to be on a big screen if i don't like it i don't have to watch it right you know yeah it's and, my money type shit. and it's weird because we see in shows like Atlanta, Blackish, uh, Insecure with uh, mm-hmm. Issa Rae. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love, I love her series. And uh, Empire, and we just, and it's like we finally coming back to shine, to uh, have our shows out there, and it's like it's a problem, and and and, and just like with uh, Nate Parker in uh, his movie, he financed that himself, got the actors himself, yeah, mm-hmm. and you know it's it's weird that people are more worried about. It being an all-black cast versus, hey, this is a good story. Well, I mean, you have different people who look at the story. It's like it's like listening to music. You have people who listen to the lyrics. You have people who listen to the beat and the producer. So mm-hmm. I think yeah. when it comes to any kind of visual thing, you have people looking at something that seems more contradictory and analyzes the movie, or you have people who looks at it for, like, you know, the quality, the content, for the entertainment. And when it comes to shows like Empire, people are like, okay, I heard it all the time. Oh, yeah, Empire, I mean, yeah, shoot, we – we finally got a black show. Yeah, but we uh drug dealers, all this drama going on. We gang banging and trying to hip hop rap. I'm like, bro, it go on in real life too. Yeah, but at least I mean, they own an empire. They got money. And I mean, you know, I and and another thing that pissed me off is just like you said with lyrics, like uh, lyrics and uh, stereotypes. Like mm-hmm. you ever uh, back in the day, you was listening to a rap song. Your parents were like, hey man, turn that shit off. They, they over here just being because wild. it's rap. Yeah, exactly. Just because it's rap. And then I feel the same thing, like you said, with the visuals. They had this stereotype of black people as the worst of the worst. Regard, let, let's put it out there. Black people are lesser than or, quote, unquote, the bottom of the barrel. Subhuman. Yeah. And so when you see black people, uh, oh, she's a lawyer? He's the president? 
Oh, he the CEO? Oh, you know, he, you know what gets me when I'm talking to somebody and um and they and they'll hit me with the uh yeah, you you handle yourself really well. I hate that. You speak so well. You speak so well. I'm like, You're so well, articulate. You know, I mean, I, I can understand <laughs> where their idea would come from since from what they see and where they come up at, you know, they're kind of being judgmental away, saying, okay, all the black people I see obviously aren't like you. Right. So me you seeing you like is kind of refreshing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm not saying that you can't be like that. It's just that seeing you is different. I'm like, huh, this is. This is a little ga- grass is green on the other side kind of thing. I thought, you know, you guys weren't really like this. Well, That's what it's kind of telling me. In a way, it's saying you're not supposed to be like that. Because bef- for you to make that statement, it means that, that you obviously don't believe we're supposed to be that way. And then when you, when right. you meet me, you're like, oh, mm-hmm. that could happen. I see what you're saying. You know? You, you can be people, too. <laughs> <laughs> you can articulate your language like us Europeans. You're not dunking a basketball? So like this shit. is what – this is – this is the way I see it. I feel like people want to say that TV and movies don't mean anything, and then in another breath, want to see themselves represented. And I feel like the the argument shouldn't really be should it be more black people have an all black cast, or is there a reason for there to be all white cast? I think there needs to be an overhaul on diversity. Period, because. If you don't feel like you're represented, then you obviously will retain retain that and feel like you're not you're not worth yeah worth it yeah this I, I feel like well, I feel like that does happen like I mean they don't they don't call it TV programming f- for a reason and like we said a million times well I said a million times to you um, your subconscious sucks in everything mm-hmm. so if you watch TV read novels, uh, buy clothes, buy people who don't look like you or care about you, that kind of stays in your head. And, you know, I, I, it, it does have some ramifications. Well, I'm going to just counter it with my opinion. I mean, you know, fuck me. Um, but I don't know. I see it a little differently. Um, it doesn't – It doesn't. I guess it's just I'm a little different. It doesn't take me to see somebody that looks like me to, to build my self-worth from anything. Like, I don't have to – like like I said, like I like like even Kanye. We all can say Kanye. We hate Kanye, blah blah. But I look at Kanye for pretty much his style. Like I don't always listen to his music. I'm not the biggest musical fan of Kanye. But his attitude, you know, a lot of people lack confidence, and if they wish they had the confidence like Kanye to do and say the things he says, that's something they can look up to. The person doesn't necessarily have to be black, but I mean, the fact that's Kanye. I mean, you know, he's yeah. in the hip hop realm. You know, we all know who he is. He's with all artists. I don't know. It's just. It's kind of a, I don't know, I, I guess it's, I don't know. I, I think really it's a mix. It. I think it's a mix because, like, yeah. like like you, I don't think I necessarily, like, okay, for instance, Girls. I love the show Oakland Girls. Madonna. When it, huh? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> when Girls first came out, I loved that show. I felt like I related to the people on the show. All white cast. It's, in, it's set in New York. I didn't see one black, brown, nothing. The whole first three seasons. And I didn't really notice because I felt connected to these characters on the show. And mm-hmm. I felt like I know somebody yeah. who's like Hannah. I know somebody who's like Shoshana. Like, I know these people. Mm-hmm. And so I don't think that if it would have been black women, it would have made a difference to me. Well, well. But I also think that when you are, I think people have different experiences. Like, like the yeah. the way that we all are is, is very different. So I feel like maybe for me it doesn't matter that I don't see anybody who looks like me. But for somebody else who's constantly being told that they're not, that they're, like, subhuman or they're not worth it or whatever, to see shows where it's nothing but white right. people, maybe that makes a difference to them, you know? So I think it's it just would be nice if people – were considerate of the fact that there are other people. You know right, what I'm saying? Definitely. Yeah, I mean, definitely. but but uh, uh, I mean, a studio can't. Everybody can't be pleased. I don't care who says what. Everybody can't be pleased. School systems have been around for centuries, and they all. Everybody. You have multiple pe- kids in one class. You have one teacher, and the teacher teaches this way. If you don't get it, you're more so out of luck than a student who retains it better and understands the teaching style. So everybody can't be pleased. So at that point, you know, if there was a black show like Friends, 
I'm re- I'm pretty sure you could relate to everybody on the show because they would highlight different struggles as a black girl. It could be a scene where somebody's combing their hair or brushing their hair and, you know, putting different types of chemicals in their hair to keep it healthy that, you know, white people wouldn't do. So yeah. that'll be an aspect of the show that's relatable. Yeah. Or you'll, you know, just different kind of cultural things. You have certain music um, that black people listen to, the way that we jam out and have family reunions um, that black people do. It's a lot of things that could be incorporated with different shows yeah. um, that'll highlight culture. But the issue with me is I'm not waiting for a company to do that. Like, if I'm really that concerned about seeing that that content on TV or any kind of publication, you know, I can at least try to make the first step to do it myself. Like, I'm not trying to tell somebody to change their design because that's pretty much what it's doing. We can't really hold other people accountable for what they're not giving us at that point because, you know, they don't really relate. They could get a black person to come in like we had a show now, Blackish. Yeah. The fact that the show is called Blackish is already a boost because we don't need a show to highlight that the cast is black and <laughs> it's for black people. Why can't it just be, you know, my wife and fucking kids? Something simple yeah. where you have a black family that is a well-off family and you have different children that are all different personalities. Yeah. That's well, why it's one of my favorite shows. Even Bernie Mac. That show was fucking hilarious. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Like, we don't need it to highlight who's black. Like, black people. No. Well, I mean, we don't need a highlight, but we do need, like you said, um, a lane for people to create. And that's why I like YouTube, uh, mm-hmm. Netflix, and all that. Because, uh, like Kim said, uh, women are getting there. Uh Women, LGBT, uh, black men, every, uh, Latinos, all mm-hmm. we. Uh, thanks to the internet, we got our own exactly. lane to get our own shine, which which is kind of hard nowadays. Cause imagine you going to a movie studio, Fox, uh, Lion Gate, or any of them. Hey, uh, we want to do the Nat Turner story. We want to do. <laughs> you know how quick you I would got, get kicked out. No, I got what you're saying, but at the same time, that's. There, that's Fox's studio. Yeah, you. I mean, like I, like you just said, you have all you have YouTube, you have Vimeo. You know, you have places where you can put yourself out there. It's exactly what you're doing, but you're going to some place who's already established and who's already big, who has power. You don't have to go to them to get your point proven. I mean, you can have a video that got 300 views in two months. I guarantee you, you made somebody's day better out of that 300 views, and you can see your ratings with the thumbs up and thumbs down. And then if you keep producing the same content, content that people are going to keep coming to you from, you're going to have your audience. And people are looking at you. They're going to have the content that they feel more connected with. Everything doesn't have to be through a, a big company, through a TV. I mean, well, that's why. Oh, go ahead. Well, uh, I totally agree with you. But the other underlying problem that we're not addressing is, like you said, why do we have to be like, oh, all black class, all lesbian, all Latino? And. It, it it's like we like besides being black, I don't have an identity, and that's kind of like yeah. a slap in the face. Yeah. And what you it, mean, like on TV? Yeah, it's like all black cast, all black. It, look. Well, we gotta go play like, dumb. Well, I mean, that's kind of to me playing dumb. I mean, we already know <laughs> Americans got sent over here to be fucking slaves and got treated like shit, you know, by fucking white people. And it's the same. The white people that were slave owners had children. They had children. The knowledge is just getting passed down. You know, it winds down little by little. But at the same time, to pretend to think that they're even open to giving us something just freely like that in such in the market that's so controlling. I mean, I wouldn't expect it. You know, I also think that one thing that really is is hurtful to. I hate saying the term black community, but that's the only way I I know to articulate it. That when it comes to the the things that that we tend to say in conversations like this, it almost feels like you're wrong if you say you don't like a black version of blah blah or you don't want a black version of blah blah because you're going against something that is not normally given to us. For example, people herald the black exploitation movement for making all these magnificent movies and stuff like that. Where if you don't know what black exploitation is, it's this mo- this um, movement in film that was in the seventies, where these producers were making the black version of lots of different famous movies, or they were just creating a new movie. 
And so in uh during the black exploitation movement, they made mostly movements uh movies about uh martial arts, pimps and hoes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Blackula. But what? But what? See, Blackula was terrible, and that's what I was getting ready to say. Blackula was terrible, and people talk about how great the Wiz was. There were so many parts of the Wiz that were terrible, and like, I don't think that we have to make a black version of whatever the it's, mainstream yeah, movie was. That's what I'm saying. Like everybody doesn't, everybody can't be satisfied. It's gonna be impossible. I mean, I mean, it was I, nothing but stereotypes and. Terrible mm-hmm. that's all, scripts. That's all it's going to be bad. in an American movie hey, that's trying to push out to black people is stereotypes. Well, well, like I said, uh, going back to imagery, mm-hmm. uh, even though they did uh, horrible jobs on some of these, I feel like it's still important, you know, for the younger generations to see. Hey, a black guy made a film. A black guy did this. A black guy did is that. it though? Yeah. Baking soda. I got baking soda. Baking soda, I got baking soda. Whip it through the glass, nigga. I'm blowing I'm blowing in love with the Hold up, Paul. Yeah. This is what's killing me. I mean, America isn't the only place that makes films. You have a whole continent that's the biggest on the whole planet and full of fucking black people. Yep. They make movies over there. Me and my girl, almost every week, we turn on an African film and put the subtitles on. We do it faithfully because I guarantee I feel more connected looking at an African film and at least being more culturally involved than trying to you know, look at a movie saying, why isn't it a black version of this? Well, hell, look at the African movie say, well, I'm glad it ain't a white version of this because they wouldn't be able to connect. They wouldn't be able to right. make the same jokes and the humor. You know, it wouldn't be the same. And right. like I'm saying, I wouldn't I wouldn't limit my knowledge of, of any kind of visual entertainment to just American TV. Well, see, the problem is probably for, for me and lots of other black people is that you're right. Like I, I, I should venture out and watch African movies or Caribbean movies or whatever mm-hmm. else. But I think because I, I don't, I don't have like direct lineage to, or a direct connection to the Caribbean or Africa or whatever. I, I feel so. The black. Yeah, I yeah I know that, it's on but Netflix. like yeah they're yes they're black, the but it's Matrix. like. Yes, but my my identity is is not directly connected to yeah. Africa or the Caribbean. So mm-hmm. I don't all the I don't always think, hey, maybe I should watch an African movie or maybe I should watch a Caribbean movie or a TV show or whatever. I like I've done it. I've watched um Nollywood movies and, and like tried to mm-hmm. like venture out and, and not be so like you notice how they try to copy American culture kind of? Nollywood. Yeah, they really try to be American, but y'all are y'all are straight African. Put the spirit, <laughs> get the spirits back out. Stop playing. <laughs> That's wow. <laughs> um, I, I and maybe that's a problem. Maybe maybe more black people should try to be more. Well, I know that's a problem because mm-hmm. there's this um there's this series called um Strolling. If y'all have not watched it, you have to watch it. It's on YouTube. There is a filmmaker named Cecilia Emeke, I think. And what she's British. She's British Nigerian. Mm-hmm. And she makes a series where she goes to different countries in Europe and talks to black people about their experience there. And some of them are Caribbean, some of them are African. Um and she's also gone to the US. But 
in all of that, she's she's trying to make something that connects the diaspora. And they talk about their different cultural influ- um, influences and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so one thing that, that was pretty um, across the board is that they all were upset that they had to get their feel of black culture from America because they didn't really have the agency to have their own culture and they were upset that Americans couldn't then try to see what's happening in England or in Mm -hmm. uh, the Netherlands or in France or whatever because Americans don't care about what's happening to black people everywhere else. So you're right. I mean, here's my thing. Uh, getting back to, uh, you know, Luke Cage and all these other, uh, quote unquote, full black cast shows. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, like Friends. Nobody was like, oh, this all white cast is destroying Hollywood. <laughs> it's like, my thing is, it's all about ownership. And, re- and representation mm. and like I said I want everybody to have their lane which nowadays mm. it's way easier to but at the same time uh, I want I want to hear uh, different people's stories mm-hmm. and like you said them big wigs won't do it they won't let they, they, they won't let you just be you and then here comes the whole oh oh here comes the all black cast well, of course it's going to be an all-black cast. Mm-hmm. Hell, we barely get all-black cast on BET sometimes. Literally. Like, the game had, you know, a whole bunch of uh, black characters, a few right. white ones. And, you know, it's like, why do we have to throw this white person in here to make this all-black cast seem okay? Why we got to right. throw this one token Negro to the right. white? one black person, one Asian. To, yeah. And they best the, friends. <laughs> It's it's ridiculous that yeah. we even having this conversation, but like I said, we didn't say shit when uh guys of Egypt had nothing but white people and all the yeah. black people were slaves or either thieves. I was, like, but but but, I, but I, the minute we come yeah. up with a solid, <laughs> amazing movie mm-hmm. or or TV show, it's like whoa, what are they doing? Well, I think I think we should. Also watch watch our reactions because I mean it could be a bunch of finger pointing. Mm-hmm. And, you know everybody everybody's. I don't want anybody to kind of be a victim to their their history or their culture. I want everybody to kind of look forward and be able to mold in different shapes and shit. So, like you were saying, you know having a token black guy all the time. I forgot what I was gonna say. Fuck it. <laughs> I, I forgot what I was gonna say. All I know is at the end of the day, you know. We're continuously learning as a culture, too. I mean, back in the 50s and the 60s, where TV wasn't really, it's was still new, technically. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, it makes sense to me that you'll have more white people on TV because the power already started from white people in America. They And then we have TVs. You know, it's easier for them to put white people on TV. At least they didn't put an actual black person on TV making them look stupid as fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank God white people didn't... Uh you know, didn't want to hire black actors. Black and Sexy TV is an amazing media outlet. They started with one movie mm-hmm. called uh, A Great Day to Be Black and Sexy. It's an incredible movie where it just follows these, I think it's like five or six different couples who are going through different different things. It's all black people, but it's like you don't even worry about the race because it's all so relatable. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like the minutia of different relationships. And so, like, they took that one movie and the money they made from that and made an entire channel with nothing but different TV shows Mm -hmm. with black people. And they were all stories that were relatable to anybody, men, women, whoever. Like, they all love the channel. And so now they have, like, five or six different shows. They have, like, an entire team that they're paying. And they've become millionaires off of, one movie that they filmed that was like 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how long ago that was. I think it was like 2004 yeah. or 5. That's YouTube for you. That's YouTube, right? Yeah. No. That was a that actually was um they actually got that to HBO. Nice. That movie. Well, what is Black and Sexy TV is? What is 
um, is it site is it like a, a website by itself now. Yeah, yeah, so you go on VHX and you can subscribe to it like seven dollars a month, and you get access to all the new episodes of all the shows. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah, it's and so their subscription model is giving them the money to pay everybody on the on the team, and to create new shows mm-hmm. every few months. It's it is so good. It's a it's a quality channel with lots of different shows with different personalities and different types of people it's great that's what's up i like that i like the way yeah. it sounds at least yeah there's not much that from what i know i mean we got tv one that I mean, one station black and sexy tv is light years better than tv one mm-hmm. or bt or anything like that yeah because we, we know how hard bt tries they don't try hard for nothing i'm like damn as a matter of fact bet just picked up two black and sexy tv shows which was smart swear to god they picked up when we love our friends and i think the other one was uh the couple hello oh the couple oh no yeah it might have been the couple i like i like both of those so yeah man what about uh well, I'm gonna say my final thoughts on this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, when it comes to uh, making content and you know just pushing it out to the people, I'm I'm cool with just uh, I'm cool with just having uh my own. I know that sounds messed up, but whether it's quote unquote all black, all white, all Mexican, all lesbian, I don't care. Mm-hmm. I just want everybody to have a lane. To speak their story, hopefully the uh, public uh, gravitates to it, and you know we have a diverse array of things to listen to and perspectives to look through. Because I think that's not only make us better people, but actually makes us more knowledgeable. Definitely. So, so I'm definitely okay with uh, white tears on uh, Luke Cage. So, <laughs> what's that white tears? <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Ramsey? Um, she at the end of the day. The more content, the better. Just yeah. just make the content flexible. Mm-hmm. You know, we got cameras. We got big-ass memory cards. I mean, everybody has a stack of DVDs somewhere. You know, everybody can fit their story in somewhere. So, yeah. you know, you are – you 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 choose what you want to buy and what you want to look at. Mm-hmm. So to have more avenues to different stuff, it just comes down to, you know, I think if you're exposed to it or not or if somebody tells you, you know, a lane that you can go to – to see what you want to see but i mean i don't i think limiting yourself to just cable and american tv um is you're kind of setting yourself up for failure that's if you're right. complaining about the content that you're looking at right you know it's like walking into a bar and saying why don't y'all have kool-aid <laughs> you know like well you're at a bar you know we don't sell kool-aid yeah well in my culture you know our bars have kool-aid well, you know, we don't get enough people of your culture that like Kool-Aid and right. we don't want to waste our money on Kool-Aid to True. be sitting here just to please you. So I think it comes down to, you know, if you want to make an avenue for it or you just get exposed to it. Now you got somewhere. Hey, hey, I found a spot in the town, bro. You know, they bark got Kool-Aid, fam. Where? <laughs> where? Where it? Come on. I'll show you. I like to go there, too. Boom. Yeah. True. So, that's how I look at it. So I think that one thing we need to do is. We need to do some more research and see if we can find what we're looking for. Because I think that a lot of us who have issues with the type of things that we're seeing in, in mainstream movies and TV, mm-hmm. we could probably find what we're looking for somewhere else. So maybe if we do our research and we finally find it, then what we need to do is support those people who are doing it. Because it's hard to be an independent filmmaker or writer or whatever trying to create something that you feel like this sect that people can relate to mm-hmm. when you don't have the capital to do it. So support those people trying to do something. And that's the end of this episode. I'm going to turn over to everybody to let you know what how you can follow them on social media. Go ahead, Darnell. Uh, oh, hey, let our guests do it. All right. Go All ahead. right. Uh, if you want people to uh, find you, Ramsey, how could they? Oh, um, go to RamseyAlexander.com. I'm a photographer. I do a lot of architectural and real estate work. And if you want to follow uh, the young man on Snapchat, it's uh, Rambo GT5. And hey, oh, Instagram too. Man, well, uh, if you want to find me, uh, just hit me up on Snapchat or Instagram on Darnell Does It. 
not that hard to find. All right. I'm at K Diggs, K A Y D I G S on Twitter. And you can follow all of us at Talking Greasy, T A L K I N G R E A S Y, at uh, on Twitter and Facebook. Pray for Haiti, and if you if you want to know how you can help the people in Haiti, you can download the um, Western Union app. They will give you directions. Pretty simple to be able to send some money or send yourself. Bye, you guys. Just bees and things and flowers